on this episode of Japan 2.0. Like in the, these places, the spice curry places, the idea is that they're using a lot of fresh spices. Different kind of spice. I don't lots know, like of spices. Cardamom. do this nope <laughs> hello and welcome to japan 2.0 this is david <laughs> and this is matt and we are coming at you from downtown kobe sanamiya from oh open, yeah open air brewery yeah really great really great bar local kobe uh, brewery yeah like yeah beer, crap beer they have some outdoor seating it's kind of by the the road so you might hear a couple of a couple of cars go by a couple of trucks some bicycles yeah the bicycles give a little flavor that's right so hopefully the the big trucks don't make too much noise for you guys. I cannot remember the last time we recorded. I know it was about our trips to Japan, and I remember where we were when we recorded it. But I don't know how long ago that was. I would guess five months ago, four months ago. It was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're now. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> if you're still with us, uh, I'll tell you there's a reward. Well, today we're talking about Japanese curry, particularly yeah all, all, all curry I guess. And one of the places we're going to talk about, which is what we were waiting. I wanted Matt to go to this place, this curry restaurant, before I could do this episode. I know back at the prime of our show, I would not have said the name of it, which is the only time I've ever done this. Matt's mm. done it about our favorite donut shop in Osaka. Yeah. Um, but probably because of the infrequency of our podcast now, our, our listenership is probably down very far below. Oh, yeah. We don't get many people reaching out to us like we used to. So that that tells me we don't check the the metadata or the, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. We still have people reaching out to yeah, us yeah, but, on but Instagram. It's much yeah. less frequent. That tells me that um, I, yeah, our numbers aren't what they were, which, which is all right with us. It's not never why Matt and I really podcasted, to be honest. It's very cathartic for us. Yeah. Um, but the advantage to you sticking with us and all that is that I, I will say the name of uh, my favorite curry shop in the world um, in this episode when we get to that point. Because I don't think it's going to be over overcrowded. But it's a place I worry about getting overcrowded. Um, so anyway... And I'm so happy to be back. I'll tell you the name of my favorite donut, donut oh, shop. Will. Yeah, the yeah. Big I'm gonna give the big reveal. This you know what? This is gonna get us all of our our listeners to come back. You know, and this is a uh, this is uh, I think a good idea. All right. This is our. We've been waiting ten, eight years, nine years. Have we done this podcast mm -hmm. for this moment? So drum roll, please. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the end. That climatic, but that's gonna come later. <laughs> right. So anyway, yeah. Today's episode is about Japanese curry. It's something I didn't know about. It wasn't definitely wasn't one of the first Japanese foods I knew about, which is perfect for Japan 2.0, because our idea was always trying to cover some of the deeper cuts in Japan. Was curry? When did you first find that curry was a thing in Japan? Well, I kind of knew about it because you know we play. You and I play a lot of Japanese video games, mm. especially games that have like take place in Japan, right? Sure. And curry rice is always on uh, like every single like RPG and. Uh, Katamari Damacy and Persona 5, you know, uh, Persona 5 has a lot of curry, but like, you know, all the previous Persona games have curry in it they too, do. yeah. I'm almost certain the Persona games do. Huh. But nice. like, I mean, there's so many games that have 
curry rice. Yeah, I'm less perceptive than you. I never noticed it in games. Yeah, so like I didn't... Five, definitely, but yeah. I mean, I knew curry, like Indian curry and Sure, stuff. Me, yeah, me too, so but I, I didn't think of Japan when I thought of curry. No, I hadn't until, like, I was playing those games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for me, I had no idea. It wasn't until I was in Korea, which is about, you know, five years before I moved to Japan, that I knew they had curry, and they often called it Japanese curry. They never, like, really said this is Korean curry. There's a place called Abiko Curry that mm. I liked in Yongdong and Hongdae. And uh, it, I liked it. You know, I didn't love it, but it was like, it filled you up. It wasn't too expensive. It was a very useful food, I found. Mm-hmm. If you wanted a break from that gochujang flavor in Korea, I'd go there. But I was never, like, psyched about it. Uh, they also had Koko Ichiban Curry out there, too. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was, oh, that's kind of cool. I think I just liked Japan, and I knew, yeah, at that point, I knew it was a thing. But um, I was never, like, mind-blown about it. It was just, yeah, it was cheap and easy. What was your first experience eating Japanese curry? Was it in Korea as I well? know, it was in Japan. Because, uh, yeah, my... never had curry. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went, I, I traveled to Japan yeah, first. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I went to Gogo Curry, the the one with the gorilla. The gorilla one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was not that good. That was good at the time. Yeah, at the time. So, your, you know, yeah, time. I didn't have, I didn't have, like, a... I don't know. I guess I didn't have like anything to compare it to, right? right? First so, time, anything's good. Right. Yeah. So I went to the Gogo Curry and uh, some, somewhere in Tokyo. I can't remember exactly where it was, but um, I love their like logo and like, oh, like, it's so awesome, cool. Yeah. yeah, I've seen people with T-shirts oh, of that I, on. Oh, yeah, I, I really want one of those. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I, I had it there, and then I, I guess. It, I was told it was like yellow, yellow curry or yellow something curry, like that, that is what gold, they call golden it. Golden curry, yellow curry. Yeah, yeah. golden curry. Um, and that's the kind of stuff you could get in the stores very easily mm, now. Like everywhere I mean, yeah. in the U.S. or Australia or whatever. You yes. can find it. Yeah. So it, it's very, uh, it's very good. It comes in the little packets you could boil and stuff. Mm. And but it's simple. That's like the simple Japanese curry, and and yeah. uh, it usually comes with potatoes, carrots in it. Mm. Uh, usually can get sides to go with it. Coco Ichiban's similar, you know, it's just like uh, buy a hot dog, get it sliced and put in there. Yeah. You know, vegetable curry. Japan, I'll tell you my favorite Coco Ichiban as well. For me, like that yellow golden curry in Japan has real connotations of like, I wouldn't say this, but it's Japan who's, you know, says this, like guy's food, bachelor food, single guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you go to like the anime otaku areas of town, you're going to find a lot of these kind of places. It's very famous camping food, although I've shown that that you don't actually see it that no that's not camping. true it is popular come on we it walked around popular. a campsite no, and no no, no i, I, I watched the there's, so, there's so many like youtube videos of people making curry it out in the like wilderness all right, and so stuff. here's what i think i think the guys doing solo guys and girls doing solo uh camping which means like you got a small backpack and you're out on your own more akin to like what american camping was like growing up for us they're doing curry because it's easy but these kind of family bougie places that I, I went to with you and I go to. No, yeah, they yeah. Don't great. But yeah, those are the connotations. So it's kind of like low brow, simple food. Not something you'd be doing a 50 minute podcast episode about. Um, but there's so much more to curry, which we'll get into. But I'm, I'm curious to mention, uh, I want to hear Matt's favorite Coco Ichiban uh, curry. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Coco Ichiban is a very special place it's for the, me. It's the McDonald's it's of curry. It's the McDonald's of yeah. curry. But it, it's very good, and they have um, they have this nice thing where you could choose like the spice level. It goes oh, yeah. from like zero to, to like ten or something ten. like that. You get, once you get past five, though, you have to pay well, more. I, I think it's past three or four. Three or four yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, I, I'm a three person, and I think you maybe pay a hundred yen, and three is pretty hot. That's right. So Japan famously 
they don't really do spicy here. As yeah. in, you can't, you like spicy food, you can't really get it. You go to an Indian restaurant, you go to a Mexican restaurant, even you say, give it to me spicy. No, again, Matt and I We're, we're going to have to go through the distinction of spice because, like, the way that people think of spice that's right. is very, very different. And like, the way you, you talk about things, it can be considered. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, great example. Two so different ways. I love yeah. spicy food. You love spicy food. Korean spice, not my thing, man. Like, uh, again, someone who could... I've never had Mexican food that's too spicy for me, you know? Thai food gets a bit spicy, but I like it. It's like a good feeling for me. Even this normal Korean food for me, something about gochujang, it's just not my thing, you know? Uh, I can you don't like the pepper flavor I can handle it. I can eat it. It's fine. It's not like, oh, yeah, I can't do this. It just detracts from what else is in the other ingredients in there. So with that, Japanese spice has its own thing too, right? Yeah, and well, it, it hits in a different way. Yeah, this, this particular one, the yeah. one at Coco Ichiban, is just hot. I think it's like habanero so powder or something hot. that they put in, and they just add must add a lot because one of the few Japanese places that I, first time I went there, I was like, oh, Japanese food, I'll take a seven. Yeah. Like, oh I, wow. I, I got paid. You for probably this. couldn't even eat it. It was. Yeah, I could eat it again. I like. I can handle spicy food. It just. I couldn't taste anything else but that. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was not good. Yeah. I think I did a level five at the maximum or something like right. that. And I was like, Nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not. It's not worth it. Like I like spicy food, but like there's a point where it's spicy food becomes, uh, like it takes detracts exactly. from you like can't the flavor. Taste the other ingredients, yeah. So. Anyways. Number one uh, recommendation, Coco Ichiban, is you get the vegetable curry. That's what I get. Yes, I. The vegetable yes, curry I. is is good because uh, it has some, you know, the vegetables you, you'd expect and green beans. <laughs> well, the thing about curry is it is heavy, and after you eat it, you're going to need a nap. Yes. So the, you can get the acai, the vegetable curry, then it's like it balances that out a bit. You know, you don't feel like such a horrible person like you just killed your body after you eat that but i haven't finished oh okay oh boy <laughs> you get the japan uh, the the vegetable curry because you get all the vegetables and then you get the karage on top you get the a couple of pieces of karage which is yeah, like the, the fried fried chicken yeah. because i like chicken and curry and then what's better than having fried chicken and curry mm. not much you know uh donkatsu and curry that's what's better yeah donkatsu and curry is good too donkatsu is the yeah. classic yeah. So the classic. The most common. Yeah, you're gonna get curry with some kind of meat, it's donkatsu. Karage is a little more rare, so that, that is kind of a special uh, pairing that you've chosen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend the vegetable one too. But the thing about Coco Curry is they have like a rotating curry. Yeah. So there's always a special one, you can try that too. Yeah. Shout and out to uh, Chicago Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah, five yeah. times a day, three times a day? I think, I don't know if it was more than three times, but. One of our yeah, listeners that's quite a bit. there. At least three times, if not more. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mike, to forget the, the exact number yeah. there. We which, just know uh, you're an aficionado, all right? That's right. We know you got a new respect level. Because I have one that's 30 seconds from my work, five minutes from my house. So it would be very easy for me to frequent. And I go typically four times a year. So the fact that you did three a day is pretty impressive. Yeah, but we live here. We're not, you know... Yeah, it's, we don't, it, it's, tourists, it's easy for to like, eat. Yeah, if you're visiting, yeah, If you have, easy. like, a hard day. There's an English menu... Oh, anyway. my, my famous trip where I was sick, when I got to the Dormy Inn, right next door was a Coco Ichiban. Oh, yeah. I had got a, I got the Coco Curry, and it yeah. was it was great. It, yeah. like, saved my life. So, Coco Curry, good starting point. You know, if you're new here, you're not sure about curry. It's a good starting point, but realize that it's only up from there. Yes. Yes. 
So, with the curry, there that's the yellow golden curry that Matt mentioned, which Coco Ichiban's kind of that. Now you look at it and it's brown. So I don't know exactly why it's called yellow or golden, but it is. Um, and then there's Indian curry, which is a big thing in Japan, right? Nepalese is really, it's oftentimes really big, yeah. really Nepalese, but they will market themselves as Indian yeah. often. And those are everywhere. And one of my big things is actually like, um, I'm just fascinated about how a Nepalese person or Indian person gets out here and does the whole shop thing. Like, um, it, it's such, again, it is such a thing. Yeah, like yeah. Every little, I live in a little small town. We have our Nepalese, you know, slash Indian restaurant. Every town kind of has one. They all taste very similar, very generic. I doubt it's at all authentic. No. 95% of the places. So <laughs> one thing you need to know is that Japanese tastes are typically a little more sweet, sweet. and a little less spicy, which um, will become more relevant as the further we go <laughs> down right. the line, right? I mean, but eating the Indian slash Nepalese curry is the first, one of the first places for me I realized that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because well, Japanese desserts are not overly sweet. I remember eating, you know, uh, Nepalese, uh, Indian curry in, uh, in Korea. Korea? Oh, and we, we had a place crazy. that was we were crazy insane. About it. it was so good. It's still the, one of the best places. I would places. say the average in Korea was much better than here. I do agree. And I think it's because they're trying to meet, like, Japanese tastes. Right. Where and Korean palate's more spicy food anyway. Right. It's more of a natural fit, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, now, don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of good meals yeah. at Nepalese Indian restaurants. In Japan? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've never had a good one. I've had like, okay, that's oh, all right. I've never yeah. had one that's like, this good, so good. Good is where I, that's the plateau, right? Good, but not great. I've never yeah. had great. Okay. No, I've never had great. And um, and there, uh, I actually had a coworker make something way better. So, you sure. know, I mean, yeah, it's not it's just they're trying they all taste the same you're like you're, you're right like they, they have the same curries mm. they have usually have a butter chicken which is delicious yeah and probably the best thing you're gonna get and they then a good, um the good set here yeah good everest set we're <laughs> like some yeah everest set yeah, yeah is the common name um but yeah for a lunch set or for a cheap meal or and they're usually open late so if you're coming out of like a party or, or lunch, something or a concert or something yeah. you know it's a good place to stop by yeah so anyway, that, that's his own thing here, and that's not that great, right? I wouldn't say it's good to average something you come to the country for. No, you know? no way. No. But anyway, I'm fascinated about like how they happen, like, right? Like a young boy is growing up in Nepal, and how does he find out like I could go to Japan and work at a Nepalese restaurant in Japan? Because it's such a thing. I have a bit of a story story about that. I, I want to know, know if the, I should tell you tell you on on uh, yeah, on air. This one might, it might have to be off mic because be I just don't want to talk about this person. You know, on the, Japan, right? But yeah, but um, but so, I, I, yeah, I imagine it's like wondered. yeah, I imagine it's like a just a, a life path that people know. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like the donut shops in in Los Angeles where all the Korean sure, the sure, Korean sure. people That's went right. down there and started making donut but, shops. I mean, America is a country of immigrants right i mean japan is not so uh, it's kind of interesting to know like how did it all start that relationship anyway if anyone yeah. knows i've wanted it for 10 years and i've asked around and no one has a good answer so please tell me yeah yeah if you're nepalese please and you want to come on the podcast and talk oh, a little yeah. bit about we'll nepalese food yeah show. curry part two nepalese curry part two yeah so anyway the only other genre of curry we're going to get into before we kind of get into the one at least for me that like blew my mind and it's like been my upset food obsession for the last three years here 
uh, would be Thai curry, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, Thai restaurants here also, to me, subpar. Like, They're a little mild. Mild and, I don't know, maybe I have a gentrified taste, you know, for Indian food, Thai food. I don't know, because, again, places I went to in America in both these categories, much better. Places in Korea, for me, much better. I don't know. Have you ever had a Thai place where, like, back home, right, you love Thai? Oh, I, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love I love Thai food. Everyone yeah. I know in America loves, yeah. loves Thai Thailand, food. In Thailand, I love Thai food. In Thailand, it was great. great. But in Japan, have you ever found a Thai place like, oh, this is so good, we gotta go here? No, like, we like, have oh, okay, we have well, a place near our home that we order from all the time, right. and they're good. But yeah, it's still. I mean, it's good because it's close and they're <laughs> they're fast mm. and uh, it's cheap. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best right. Thai food. I, I mean, I, I can make better. I get the Thai chili paste and some basil, and mm. I could make better Thai. Right, that's Thai, exactly uh, curry. With yeah. all these things, are fairly easy to make at home. Yeah, I, I don't know many people who, who make Indian or Nepalese curry at home who aren't from those countries, but um, yeah, you got your red curries, your green curries, and then their yellow curry, right? More a coconut base, which is different from Japanese yellow curry. So it gets a little confusing. So when you go out and get curry in Japan, I will say, like, while Japan doesn't have the biggest western food scene or isn't one of the most international countries in the world in terms of like having people from those countries live here mm -hmm. there is a good amount of thai restaurants and a good amount of indian restaurants around relative to other countries yeah right? i mean asian restaurants are, are very common you get well, you your like a lot of pho like restaurants Philippi vietnamese restaurants vietnamese is growing yeah. I, yeah, kobe, they're, they're all they're all about uh, kobe i'd say only three years ago there's exponential growth yeah for, yeah for southeast asian but five years ago like None. Well, I none. think tastes are changing. Yeah. I, I do feel like, you know, as time goes on, you know, things are getting a little more authentic. And people mm. are... I think the hippest places tend yeah. to do things a little more authentic right. and are kind of known for that. Mm. And Kobe has, like, a good underground... I, you actually have an underground, like, a big culture Southeast of Asian yeah, culture food. And sure. it's literally underground. <laughs> under it, the Kobe State, the Santa Via Station, right? Yeah, Shinagata is the place to go. We have a lot of factories in Shinagata. And about four years ago, right before the pandemic, Japan made a new visa. It's, it's this one-year factory worker visa. It's mm -hmm. actually, you might, not to get political at all, but it's quite horrible. If those people on those visas have kids, their kids get deported straight away. Like, they don't want them raising families here and stuff. Which is crazy. But with that those people have still chosen to come here more from the, those countries yeah and um so with that then they made restaurants to cater to that and that's been another path and for me just as a person living here it's been very beneficial as someone who loves that food yeah um at least in kobe that's kind of the dynamic that i've, I've experienced so yes you got your yellow golden curry first point of entry when you're living here you would experience the Thai and Indian curry no one's gonna have like Japanese Thai curry you know back yeah. home or anything but then there's this other category and I started to eat this like this maybe only four or five years ago I kind of started to like recognize like huh there's this other kind of curry it's not quite any of the three it breaks the categories breaks the categories yeah. and I just kind of call it Japanese curry but then when I say that everyone's starting to think about golden curry koko ichiban which yeah, is yeah. nothing special why would anyone say this is their big obsession it's a weird thing at 40 years old to be into you know? <laughs> and I was like no no it's like this different kind I, I can't actually remember the first place I had this style do you remember the first time you had this kind of style curry probably butter 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you would have brought me there, and I think that was the first time I ever had it. But even, but right, yeah, even, now as someone who's obsessed with that, I don't know if it's full on. Anyway, I learned only recently the cat, the name in Japan for this is called spice curry, not spicy curry. No, it's slightly you know, incorrect spice grammar. Curry. Spice curry, loaded, spice. loaded with spice. Spice curry. Yeah, yeah, and it's a totally different spice from all the other categories that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so this place, Matt's right. That I used to go to before I even lived here, that I was nuts about, called Butta, B U T T H, it's in Shinsaibashi. And I think the main thing, honestly, I was in love with at the place was the atmosphere. And then, the second, they had this chai tea on the menu that blew away the Starbucks chai tea, which was my only exposure as a suburban white kid. Uh, and it just blew my socks off. And I think it was honestly really the chai that I, I would go there for. Um, Not the connection to Scott Out of Par, well, one of our favorite hip hop groups. Yeah, I mean that's that's what drew me in there initially, and then it was like getting addicted to that chai, and not, still to this day not being able to find anything that even compares to it. Um, but I did, yeah, milk milk tea is a base for that because I think I would kind of like incorrectly use it sometimes at our friend's cafe Mukeruko. Yeah, and um, they're very similar. Chai is obviously a little more spicy, but the base is the same. Mm-hmm. So that Mukeruko milk tea is the best in Japan, but the uh, butter chai, which is 80% milk tea and then there's like 20% spices in it, is that best uh, chai tea I've had personally in Japan. And actually it was uh, our friends from that cafe who brought me there when I was traveling here. I don't know if I ever told you that, but they oh, found man. it in a magazine. Oh, and nice. And just like walked in. And, uh, yeah. They were like, oh, it's okay. And I was <laughs> like, what are you talking about? This place is amazing. <laughs> uh, but the main food they serve there is curry. And it's, I don't know if I'd consider it a spice curry. It's somewhere, it's like blending it, all the curries is, together. It is. I mean, spice curry is still a nebulous kind of genre. Yeah. Like, I mean, no place, two places are going to do it the same. And they're all probably going to have, like, Kima curry. That's probably the Kima, only thing that's going to be, like, connecting it, so which is a, like a... Like, there was a time where I didn't... I was, like, just understanding it, and I actually thought, you know what? This this weird category of curry, I think it's just Kima curry. And that's yeah. what I would say. I guess I like Kima curry restaurants. You're At, totally right. The way I describe it, it's fusion curry. They'll yeah. take bits but and pieces from... Such, I have a, such a negative connotation of fusion, usually. But yeah. it's what it, it, is, is, it is, because they, they'll take, like, aspects of, like, Thai curry... They'll take aspects of Indian curries. They'll take aspects of like chili. You know, like you never know quite what you're gonna get. And they, they, everybody's kind of made their own recipes based on spice curry. And um, yeah, so you you just any place you go to that has spice curry, it's a curry restaurant. You're always gonna get different sides or different little things on the top different pickles well, different yeah you yeah. don't know what you're gonna get that's until you know point. your place I think that's part of the reason i'm obsessed with it is that no two of these places are the same everyone has their own thing so when you think you're tired of it you think you're done you know which i was kind of getting to before i found the place we'll get into later yeah i thought oh, you know i've had them they're all really really good it's cool but like yeah i reached the end of the this weird japanese nebulous curry thing yeah and then i found this other place to me it was like totally different in the, in the league of its own but um, with that, I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about like home curry at home is a big thing within Japanese families. Yeah. And every Japanese family has their own recipe. This is kind of the connection here. They have their own little twist. Mm-hmm. I remember first hearing people put apples in curry and I was like, what? Really? I, I didn't realize that was an ingredient. And that's kind of a classic, you know, family homemade curry, like a mom 
yeah. traditional ginger ale is in Japan, right? Yeah. We're, we're throwing I mean, I make tons of it, like at my home. Or all another the time, family, yeah. they put raisins and cinnamon in, and like everyone, yeah, again, yeah. it's like this famous thing where no two families, you know, have the exact same curry. So it is this really cool, special part of the culture here. Now, the family ones are always going to be golden curry as a base, as the root, right? Yeah. But this other category, right? Uh, we didn't know it was called spice curry. Yeah, Kima is almost always there. Now that I've gotten further into it, I will say, when the places have multiple curries on the menu, Kima is now my least favorite, which is interesting because for a while, I'd say like six months or a year, I was like, oh yeah, Kima curry, that's where it's at. Almost because that's how I identified these places, so I thought mm -hmm. like that's what you have to order. Where the longer I've been into it now, it's, it's good, I like Kima curry, but uh, Kima curry is an in Indian curry, uh, traditionally. Yeah. But it's usually my least favorite that's there. But usually they, it's just like ground, it's like grilled ground meats with like, base, basic. like, yeah, the golden curry kind of base. Uh, it, usually they'll, they'll base. add more, more uh, spices. Like in the, these places, the spice curry places, the idea is that they're using a lot of fresh spices. Different kind of spice. I don't Lots know, like of spices. Cardamom's going to be in there. Okay. Yeah. But the other ones, I don't know. They'll, often they'll advertise like 18 spices. Yeah. Or like they get crazy with the numbers. It's almost like a competition sometimes, like 32 spices. But yeah, yeah they're very unique. Yeah. Um, you'll get fennel seeds, you get like basil, you yeah. get. You're gonna be uh, eating yeah. some crunch in your mouth, you know? Like oh, these yeah. things are in there, you're gonna be tasting them. Szechuan peppers. Sometimes like, the numbing yeah, peppers yeah. are there. Yeah. Numbing peppers, uh, pepper, just basic pepper, uh, cumin. Right. Uh, I mean, like all the spices. But it's like, a different kind of spice. Like I would never say I'm never sweating when I eat the spice curry. No, it's uh, more like I flavorful. Food or any food, I sweat. But yeah, the spice curry, it's not. It's called spice curry. I would just say it's like herbaceous flavor, very flavorful. Mm -hmm. And it technically, yes, I understand it's spice. But when you think of spicy food, it's not. At least as a Westerner, it's not the first thing that comes to your mind. You might think like, so. I guess the, 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 the closest thing I could compare it to is stews. Like, they're right. almost like stews. That's a great way. To, the good ones for but, me are like stews, yeah. Yeah, and um, my favorite from the place we went to was the closest to a stew today. All right. So it, was, uh, it was really good. Let's get but, it. Um, well, is, so I'll start. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So maybe take a break, music yeah. break here. And uh, we'll be back. We'll talk about the favorite, favorite spice curries in Japan. So, the place that, uh, I mean, I've, I'm going out of order here. There, what I thought was my favorite curry place, spice curry place in Japan, was called Chaos Curry. Mm -hmm. And it's where Matt used to work in his old neighborhood in Shinsaibashi. And I don't remember if you're the one who first told me about it, or if I found it and I referred to you. But I definitely like the place way more than you. Um, yeah, I definitely it, went there when they I went there when they first opened. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And I used to go there for work because... Mm. It, Right by you it. know, it's just across the street. So, so I don't know if Matt recommended it to me or if I found it, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, of course." That place to me was like, "Yeah, I like curry," and that's where it turned into like a love for me. And I think I just went there on the right day. They have an ABC curry. It's Chaos Curry with a K, so K H A O S. And they also have a location in Kyoto. Okay. Like downtown, yes. downtown Kyoto. And uh, the day I went there, they had a cherry wood duck curry, which is their C curry. Again, they always are going to have a Kima curry. The B curry is, you know, less exotic, a little bit exotic, but not fully exotic. 
and the sea curry is like always super chef's whim is like how it's often translated mm, in English. Yeah. I feel like it must mean something a little different in Japanese. But yeah, that one was applewood smoked uh, duck. Ooh, duck. Cherry, or cherry, cherry wood? No, cherry wood smoked duck Ooh. that day. So my first day there, you know, first impression. And I was like, okay, yeah, they, all of it's good. It's cool. Like they throw in all these like vegetables and stuff that I didn't I don't know what I'm eating. And that's part of the excitement. It's like I'm 40, <laughs> almost 40 years old. Been around the world. Yeah, I've had a lot of what's out there. It's kind of hard to do new things, right? Yeah. That are still good. And I was like, yeah, what is, what is this vegetable? What is this? And what is, and you're kind of like figuring it out, you know? And, um, and then yeah, living in Japan at that point, probably six years in, seven years in, still rare to have new foods. But yeah, then I got to the, the duck one and I was like, oh my God, how is this? I think it's like a $10 meal. You're totally full. I'm like going on this like flavor journey. <laughs> I guess I love it because you get the, oftentimes it's famous to get the two curry, the three curry, and they throw them all together, right? Yeah, yeah. They so, all come on a plate with like the rice uh, in the middle right. separating them. Yeah. So I'm a person who gets bored easily too with everything, but also with food. So to have like three different polar flavors and all this other stuff on the side, it's always exciting and you never, it's not a lot of each one, you know? So like you don't get bored of it. So anyway, that for me was kind of like the thing that made me like addicted to this stuff. Like, okay, this place is cool. They also play like reggae music, which I'm a sucker for. They have Red Stripe on the menu. And it's not the coolest vibe inside, but it's a little cool, you know? And I, reggae and spice curry definitely go hand in hand in Japan. Or hip hop. Or hip hop. Yeah. And it's like this bohemian <laughs> culture thing. And I think that also strikes a chord with me as someone who likes counterculture and stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm not sure in 2023 if that stuff's all counterculture, but we, when we grew up it was, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's something about chaos curry that, again, I thought that was the height. I thought that was the ceiling. You know, I thought I'm not going to get much better than this. And I would, anytime I go to Osaka and I don't have anyone else to hang out with, you know, because a lot of, I don't know, a lot of my friends aren't into it. There is this gender stereotype of Japan with food, which is weird. But I will say, like, I'm often around girls and stuff, and not many girls I know want to eat curry. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's not probably not truth to that, so, but. Same with Matt, the girls Matt's, in my life. <laughs> Matt's my only curry buddy. Yeah. Even, even Matt's not like, he's not like quite as psyched about it as I am. Yeah. In, in the last but couple I, of years. I love curry. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat it. Yeah. Right, right. You, you yeah, always yeah. say yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyhow, but I was checking with Matt, and Matt's like, eh, this is all right. It's pretty good, you know? Yeah. How about you? Where was, like, the first place where you're like, oh, this is, like, this is a really good curry shop. Like, I want to go here. Yeah, um, it's hard to say because um, we went to one in way out in the middle of Kobe. It's, like, out in the middle of nowhere, and they did cheese on it, like a cheese curry or something that was really good. That might have actually been my first exposure Oh, out and shoot. The yeah. place I like, oh, I felt yeah. bad. I hit this place. Yeah, Wonder yeah. Curry. And they had like, um, was it mushrooms on yeah. there and That's stuff? One, and that, that place was really good. I think that was the first time like I had it where early, I was like, this is special. Oh, I feel yeah. bad. I feel like, yeah, Wonder Curry. Got a shot. Wonder yeah. Curry and Shilia. I'm um, super cool place. They turned me on to a lot of good hip hop. Um, Robochu? Oh, yeah, yeah. Robochu, member of um, Dawson 3, and then now with the live actor, Shut It Up. Uh, yeah. The guy was playing his album one time, and I asked him, and he turned me on to him. Yeah, super cool place. I go there at least once or twice a month. Just bought a bunch of friends there the other day. Chris, uh, don't think they're impressed. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, I love it. I'm glad, yeah. to hear, I'm glad to hear you like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it being really good, and, and it really, that I think that was where I, it changed my mind, because I think we did, we might have done Butter first. And I thought butter was good. 
Yeah. But, but again, um, in this category, there's such a diverse range. But I remember that place being great. Yeah, yeah like where I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That place yeah. is really cheap. Like 700 yen. Yeah. These days in 2023, that's oh, not a rare, you know? Hard to find these days, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you went there. Any other thing you want to shout out before we get to the one you went to today? Well, Chaos is great. And then uh, Maruse. Maruse is the one that I took you to not that long oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and Nakatsu. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't say Osaka. I wouldn't say they're one of the top, like, top curry places in the world. But um, yeah, I'll put it in my top ten. Yeah, but it's cheap. Top and, five, maybe. maybe and top they, five. if you want to go to a place where you can see the spices that they use, like yeah. they have all the spice Jars. bottles, you know, on the on the top. So it's a little north of Umeda, and um, it's kind of in a weird like alley. But if you're if you're up in Umeda, like I highly recommend it. I think that Expect one's really the good. Line. We didn't have to wait in line. We got lucky, but there's often a line there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there used to be another place in Umeda that was like a camping themed. Oh, uh, you, you took one. me there. Yeah, yeah. It was underground. Yeah, very that, impossible to find. That one was like ha- one of those half spice places, yeah, half just like golden, golden curry, curry kind of place. But that place was really good too. Yeah. And um, I don't think it exists anymore. Mm. But their spoons were shovels, which is something that I <laughs> really cool. like. I have to say, by the way, there's, there's, remind me to get the Hokkaido curry later. Yeah, yeah. Because we missed that in the beginning part. Like Should've soup been, curry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll maybe finish with that. Oh, it'll be a bonus. But what I need to say about the spice curry is it's born out of Osaka. So it's, it's from Osaka, from the 80s. It's kind of like when it got Now, there. Now, okay. So a lot of things people claim are born in Osaka, you know, takoyaki and okonomiyaki and stuff. People get fights over this stuff. But then then you go to Nagoya and stuff and people claim like, oh, this this started in Nagoya. This started in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Do you think it really, this is one of the true things? I I do. Yeah. Because it's one of the few things. I'm not a big, you know, Kansai pride person. You know, we report on this because this is where we live. But yeah, I think it's no secret if I had money, you know. I could just retire. I'd go live in Tokyo. So as much as I love Tokyo, uh, the, the spice curry scene is not what it is out in Osaka. It's one of the things Osaka does. No, no. Osaka definitely. does the best. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, so I, I do believe it. Anyway, so the place, the main place we're here today, we've been talking about for the last, like, five months because I've been really into curry. I'm like, we got to do curry, we got to do curry. But I can't let you – we can't do a curry episode until we both eat in my favorite place, mm-hmm. which is a place in Kobe. And um, it's called A Spice Beats. Now, I swear the owner, by the way, is a Wanto Burger ex-worker. Okay. I totally recognize him from being out there, and it makes sense. You know, there's the same kind of scene. So I really recognize the guy, but he, he speaks no English at all. Our Japanese isn't great. But he the speaks owner, a, that guy? Is that he the owner? Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's I don't know. Guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. So He speaks some English, not much. The man loves to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the first point. Yeah, yeah. So if you look in the Google reviews of Ace by Speeds, you'll notice some people are very turned off by the amount he talks. Yeah. They just like want to relax and chill out. And for me, it is... I feel bad to say this. I want to say it's my... Again, I, there's, there's no flaws for me in the place. So it might be my least favorite thing. Is just I have to be in the mood because I know he's going to want to chat to me. And I know I can't. If I spoke Japanese, no problem. I would love it. Or if he spoke English, no problem. I would love it. I'm not like that antisocial. But it's just so difficult that I don't. He knows I can't speak Japanese. I've been there 30 times. But he'll just talk and talk and talk to me. And I just feel bad. I feel rude, right? Yeah. That's, that's my thing. So anyway, just know that about the place. Um, I it was on my map forever. You know, I was just searching good curry restaurants. And I had a high review, 
and then I met this guy. Uh, this is a bar here called the Castle. It's like an international bar, and the owner's name is Nomaru, and he's a bit of a like local legend in Kobe, and he lived in New York for a long time. Full of native, he's you know like American Japanese, and he's like, oh, do you love curry? Have you been to Ace by Spice? And I was like, no, because they're only open at lunch. You know, they're only open from 12 to 3 every day, except for Sunday and Thursday. Okay, so wow, I, yeah. I have tomorrow off, and I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Anytime I can go, I go. But the hours for me, you know, as someone who works 9 to 5, are just not good. Yeah. And then Saturday, you know, it gets crowded. So if you go on a Saturday, you're going to have a crazy line. I mean, it was already pretty I mean, it wasn't full, but there were like... Uh, Did you have to wait in line? No. Oh, really? Because I got there a few minutes early. Like that. And he is was putting out the cool sign. They have a sign that's oh, yeah. like the uh, child. Yeah, it's like the child. Watch out, children don't, playing. Yeah, 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 don't drive fast because there's kids in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a super old sign. It's from Shiga. I actually know the history of the okay. sign. So Shiga Prefecture nearby Kyoto is like where the sign was first used, like a local sign, and then it slowly spread throughout the rest of Japan. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. definitely like a deep cut. You only live in Japan, you know this kind yeah, of sign. Yeah, you, you, know? would, you would recognize this it. This kid with a yellow hat. It's always this boy. I guess they made a girl version. But, no, um, no hat. He's wearing a red shirt and yellow yellow pants. It's that one. Okay. He's got there's like a, a hat version. He's got too. like a, a bowl cut or something. Okay. Yeah. There's a hat version too. <laughs> yes, there is. Anyhow, uh, that's outside. It's hard to find, so you look for that. Yeah. You get on this little alleyway. It's on Google Maps, so A Spice Beats, all one word. Anyway, you get there and it's very intimidating. Like, how do you. If there's four people, sit, it only sits four people. Well, I think I lucked out because yeah. I got there like five minutes before they opened. Right. And he was putting out the sign. And I made eye contact because I was looking around you because you're right. It's kind of a hard place to find. It's yeah, like down an alley. Yeah. And so um, he was smoking outside. And, and uh, he's yeah, he's a smoker. And uh, and he was putting out the sign and he saw me and he made eye contact and he goes, curry. And I said, yeah, curry. <laughs> and no so, yeah. So he uh, he said, told, beckoned me in, which is great. And uh, so I was the first person there. And um and then he he would have time to talk with me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, only, only person there. I was the only person there at first, and then uh, two women came okay. in later. And then yeah. the there's stools in the front, and then I guess there's more room to sit upstairs. There's a second floor, yeah. which there's tons of hip hop records and turntables. Oh and, like, no magazines. way! It's like this weird. I get the feeling because of their Instagram, they say like, oh, due to COVID, we're only open for lunch. We're gonna do this for some time. We don't know when. But I get the feeling they used to be more of a full-on place with the upstairs and downstairs. And they used to do like dinner service. But I think my guess is that did he do DJs and stuff? Doesn't no, it's too small for that. Too small. Oh, it's too bad. But um, my guess is that he's so successful at lunch still that he can get away doing that, and he works three hours a day. That's it with people. Yeah. I'm sure he's got to prepare, you know. Yeah, yeah. But wake up early. He probably saw he's successful enough to do that and that's, that's his life, you know. Yeah, I mean, people seem to know like the women that were there. He yeah. was telling them a little bit about the, the situation and you, I'll explain a little more about the situation and you, I'm sure you and I will talk about like how it works there. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, yeah, he was giving them the spiel, but I felt like they already knew how to mm. how to do it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. maybe they'd been there before. Yeah. Yeah. But they had this water. So, I, I ordered the three. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the water. All right. Yeah. So, I ordered the, the three combo. Four. Three plus four. I guess three plus four. I don't know. He was more telling me the, like, rice size at first. Right. And I said, and then he told me that there's three flavors. And I said, well, three sauces, he said. 
That's how I call it, the curry. Oh. And I said, uh, it is broken English, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. and so I said, uh, I want I want all three. Yeah. And uh, he, he was happy to do that. I got the medium size. I've never seen anyone not order all three. I've been there 30 times. Everyone gets people's work. Like, I mean, it's, it's like what you just get. Yeah, yeah it was it was great. And um, it came out, there's three types of curry. It was a keema curry, which was a mutton keema curry. And then there was a chicken curry. And then there was one that he said was a Chinese sauce on top and then a Chinese sauce on the bottom. Oh. And uh, and it was tendon, tendon, like tendon, beef tendon. Yeah. Suji, it's called in Japanese. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then he gave me this this thing of water. It was like aloe vera water. And he said, you got to put it on the rice and uh, breathe it through your nose. Yeah. And so I told, said, okay, fine, let's put it on the it's rice. It's a really unique bottle. Yes. I've been in a lot of curry restaurants in Japan. I've never seen this. It looked very illegal. And goes, <laughs> yeah, it does. He goes to, like, he go, I don't know the countries even to say, I'm going to sound ignorant, but he goes around Southeast Asia and, like, collects spices and, like, got, he, like, does research and, like, gathers these things. Huh. So, again, he's got stuff that no one else has got. And this weird water stuff is one of them. I yeah. do, do you notice any flavor of this water? Like, I didn't recognize Whether anything. Whether I have it or not, I, I don't notice so, any difference. But he's always very enthusiastic, like, that I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was telling the women about it, too. And they were kind of like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's really into it. I think it's uh, just slightly more moist. That's what I would say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I felt like it left a bit of a film on Like, coat your tongue, uh, kind of. Yeah, like, maybe yeah. it's an oil-water yeah, mix or something. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't notice much of a difference. Mm. Uh, there's little bits of um, uh, like a dal curry, like a little bit of a um, yeah. lentil curry yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that comes a bit. And then he has like, I forget the yeah, name the of chip. it, but it's like the Indian, yeah, it's like not so naan, but it's like the- yeah, Hard, crispy. Yeah, yeah. I just heard the name recently so too. So the pea maybe? I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna attempt it. Yeah, anyway. So yeah. yeah, it's like there's so much going on on that plate. And he's got the little red balls. They look very nice. That's the the red uh, red, red pepper. Uh, pink pepper. Yeah, pink pepper. pepper yeah, corn. yeah. Pepper, pink peppercorn. So yeah. Not many people like love that stuff, but yeah. it like looks nice, right? That's the Szechuan flavoring yeah. that will give you like a numbing sensation. Right. Yeah. So probably the show picture will, will have this curry because it's a pretty cool, unique look, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yep. he had garlic flakes, like a like a garlic. And this is common. Like my favorite place uh, in uh, the Maruse, the place um, that I go Got to too. often. Yeah, uh, that place also has like a side of the, like chili oil, and so he has a special chili oil, and that's really good too. Yeah, so I put a lot of that on my my plate. And he was really excited, and he gave me a bunch of stickers because he says I like spice. ASAP. Uh, was the ASAP yep. as spicy as possible? As spicy as possible. Yeah, I mean, check the English on that one. He was like <laughs> sweating. He was like, oh, how's the ego? Like, I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's like, so, I was like, oh, it's so smart. It's so good. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what it is about. I don't know. I'm not good at putting in words. It'd be much easier, you know, if it was like a, a visual show in terms of food. But for me, it just feels like a gourmet meal. Like something about that place, like the quality of the ingredients, the taste and stuff. Look, if it's a $50 restaurant, I'm probably not going to be head over heels about it. But, you know, the fact to pay 12 bucks or whatever it costs and to kind of get these ingredients and get these flavor yeah. profiles and put out in this, like, visual way to me, it just feels like, yeah, such a, a hidden gem. And uh, he's always doing new stuff, always, with the curry. I've never had one that's quite like it before. It's always changing, always different. Oh. It's one of those things that's, like, in the moment of... Um, what he has what he has and I've been 30 times I've never had a bad one 
it's sad sometimes you get one you like because again it's, it's always that oh. special today it was a sushi for you right oh yeah man it's that always stuff that is great the yeah. best one yeah and um you know all right i got a week and you don't know what day exactly it cuts off but it's never more than a week uh-huh so you know like i'm gonna go i'm gonna get this it's gonna be great and i'm never gonna get it again and like or maybe you know, a couple years from now or whatever and that to me i think adds to the level of like excitement and going there only having the four seats right anything about the food that you'd want to say uh, no i i like your uh i like how you were comparing it to a gourmet meal because i do think it is like it's almost like a four-course meal or something on one plate, you know, yeah, where right. you have the rice in the middle, but everything else is separated. You get, you oftentimes, and this is, isn't just about a spice beets. It's most spice curry places. You're going to get pickles. You're going to get egg. You're going to get, like, different stuff at every single one. Yeah. Vegetables. Um, if you like coriander, uh, what is it in Japanese? Pakchi. Pakchi. Yeah, pakchi. Uh, they'll all, every single one will ask you, are you okay know, with pakchi? Right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, because, uh, coriander can be, be, uh, yeah. Some people like it, some people don't. And, uh, yeah. And I just feel like it, you're right. I think this place in particular, a spice beats, they're definitely, the kind of place where they're art he's an artisan right like totally i mean he artisan. is he does one thing he does one thing and, and he does it well and, and he yeah. yeah and it's reasonably priced i say it's a little pricier than some of the other spice curry places we mentioned but uh, definitely worth it no i didn't get a drink what is it without a drink i know it's 19 with a drink. i think it was it, i think it came without a drink it was six 14 14 15 something like that yeah so um yeah, I, but I, I, I think if you want fresh spices and you're looking for food in Japan that it has a lot of spice to it, like spices mm. to it, um, not a lot of foods have a lot of spices right. in Japanese it. Japanese food is very mild. So um, I, I think you can't go wrong with spice curry, you know. Maruse, the place that I, I, I like, and this place, you know, you could tell they have like a ton of spices, you know, coriander, coriander seeds that they grind up or... Uh, you know, they know their spices really well. What about the dessert? Uh, did we get, oh, the date? The, date. the guy gave me a date. Yeah, I he took a... I don't really like dates, but that date is always really good. Well, he says it goes good with, like, you eating a lot of... I actually like dates. Uh, palate. Yeah. Uh, Emily, Emily hates them. That's the only date I've ever had that I like. It's just something about that date there. Yeah. He probably picks a really good one, you know. Like know. dates, are, you could ask my my brother is really into dates, okay. <laughs> and then he uh, uh, he was telling me like there are all dif these different ones, mm. uh, and there are. Yeah, he brought a whole bunch of them on the, his trip to Japan, and uh, I ate a bunch, and they were all different. So uh, this guy's got good dates. Yeah. What can I say? So on top of all this, it's, uh, again for me, the food is great. Obviously, that's important. But like the atmosphere is super cool. It's very hip hop. Oh, he's inspired. playing like great stuff, Pumpei, and yeah. um, you see vinyl everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this ha happens in Japan, but this guy's got like really, really good taste. Well, he told me so that he's well, he's yeah. a DJ right. and a beat maker. So yeah. yeah, he went by the name DJ Architect. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be looking for some of his stuff. Maybe I don't need, need to put this in here because somebody's going to order <laughs> all the DJ Architect albums yeah, before he, I could get to him. He, I was talking about Charlapar and a Dawson Three, and he was like, "Oh, the Dawson Three DJ." He said the name. I was like, uh, "I don't know them that deeply, you know." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's my like senpai." I was like, "Okay, yeah, cool." And he's like, "Oh no, like he's my, my teacher. He taught me how to DJ and everything." It was all in Japanese. So yeah, I'm yeah. Barely keeping up, right? 
I go, cool, cool. But he's like, oh, but we, like, we fight, like we battle. I'm like, oh yeah, DJ battle. He's like, no, 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 like sometimes it's like too much. Like oh, falling out. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. He's like, no, no, like it's good. It's like a friendly competition or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just so cool that like you know he's playing he's playing boogie back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, boogie back, cool. But like, yeah, such a deep level. You know this and that. Yeah, and of yeah, course, yeah. As a non-Japanese person. Oh, when I came right, in, it was Evis Beats. Yeah, and then New Jabe is in. I was yeah. like, God, oh, yeah, this guy's great. But it's not only he likes that; like he is like part. He was part of that. That scene, culture, yeah. Part of that culture, you know. Yeah, and he's got a lot to say about it. So. Well, I'd seen his name around, so I definitely have been around this guy. Yeah, and uh, on like flyers and stuff, mm. I've definitely seen his name on stuff. Yeah. So. um I was kind of surprised, yeah, to meet like a local legend. Mm. But I mean, I still haven't heard a lot of his music. Maybe right. I'll hold. I should hold my uh, underground. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the Spice Beats, my favorite curry place in Japan. There's another category of curry we gotta talk about. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you wanna say before we move on to? No, soup no. Curry? Let's go into soup curry. Yeah. So, the the northern uh, version of curry. The northern version of curry. So we've talked a lot about soup, soup curry. We've talked about it. A bit, yeah. yeah. When we talked about our Hokkaido episode oh, in our in our Sapporo episodes. Probably um, got two foods in Hokkaido that really would stand out. I mean, seafood's one. There's yes. A, all right. There's a lot. I would say that the top two of the list though are gonna be the, the lamb. Uh, Genghis Khan, as it's called here. Yes. And then soup curry, I guess. I don't know. You got miso ramen and then that crab. Probably the top yeah. one. Yeah. A soup but curry. Come on. You go up there and curries. it's a little cooler atmosphere. You know, you want that soup curry. That's right. And, and soup curry is delicious. I didn't like soup curry the first couple times I had it because, yeah, soup curry for me has to be at a good place. It's one of those things where five, six out of ten soup curries, oh my god, it's okay. Yeah, they but, can be mild, yeah. But the the top four, top three are incredible. Oh, so it's like when it's yeah. good, it's good. When it's bad, it's like, oh, there's not a lot going on here. It's kind of a... I'm hungry sometimes after I eat that one still. Yeah. It's like very light, some of the sauces. Yeah. But I will say, um, yeah, in Hokkaido, your chances of hitting a good place are much, much higher. I'd say there it's probably eight out of ten are good. Mm-hmm. Or down where we live, where you don't have that, yeah, it's like one out of ten or two out of ten. Yeah. It's kind of growing, I would say. Yeah, uh, that place we, we went. To, yeah, in Meta, Meta. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. King? No, it's not, not King. King, King Curry. It starts with the R. Anyway, go to Meta Grand Front. Go up to the eighth floor, right off the escalator. Curry shop. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and that's know. pretty good. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an eight out of ten. Even yeah. Yeah. Compared to like that place is from Hokkaido. Yeah, I would say it's better than some other places I've had. The for second sure. best I've had in the Kansai region. The other one is your. Yeah, Sidmid. Sidmid. Yeah, so Sidmid, yeah, Sidmid is in the middle of, the, of nowhere, northern uh, northern camp. Osaka. Uh, unfortunately, the woman that that ran the place uh, was in a car accident, and uh, they've only been doing deliveries. Oh, so okay. you can actually get it delivered on Uber Eats. You don't live close enough, or do you? Oh, I do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I could. Yeah, Have I, you ever got it delivered? Oh yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. No it's just really expensive. Okay. So we like we do it for a special. Yeah, it ends up coming to that like per person. Yeah. So it, it does get very expensive, but that place is great. Yeah. It's basically spice curry in soup form. Yeah. Like it's you like know, Hokkaido soup curry plus spice curry. Right? Yeah, it's terrific. They grill all the vegetables or deep fry some of them. I'm mm. not sure what, what, but whatever magic they do, their vegetables taste better than anything else. Um, the broccoli, like I mean, I never sing praises of broccoli, okay. but man, broccoli, everyone, that broccoli is when you're getting so good. At a good soup curry place, if you look at any reviews or anything, everyone talks about the broccoli, and it's I like broccoli a lot actually, 
But that being said, the best broccoli in my life. <laughs> they all fry it. It's in this way where it's... It's the so right amount of salt. Yeah, 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 I don't know it, what they do, but it it's so, so good. good. I went but, to a place in Sapporo that specializes in it. Yeah. You pay like two bucks extra and you just get so much, like a whole head of broccoli and it's so good. Yeah, so soup curry, yeah, yeah. we didn't explain it super well, I guess because we've done it before well, a little bit, but it's really heavy on the vegetables. And again, you know, Matt and I revealed our cards early on to be like the vegetables because again, curry can kind of be a slightly unhealthy food so it gets some balance to it yes and you get a lot of vegetable look japanese food is hard to get vegetables in uh eating surprisingly out. Hard. eating yeah, out yeah, yeah at home you know home cooked meals not really yeah but yeah eating out is hard so, yeah a lot of the fast food and stuff doesn't have any vegetables that's right in. no so, tomatoes again, nothing if you're at the 10 now after inflation 15 dollar price point uh you know say in or so you're not getting vegetables in japan so it's kind of rare to pay what you pay for curry i think that's the thing about curry for me is again it's up there. It's a ramen, donkatsu. I've heard it called D-class gourmet. But yeah, typically, saying you're paying like a bill or so. And you're getting a really good meal and you're going to be stuffed after you eat it, which, you know, Japanese portions are small. You can't always say that in Japan. And uh, the Hokkaido curry is a great way to get vegetables because a lot of other curries, spice curries and stuff, you have a little vegetables in them, pickles and stuff like Matt said, maybe lentils, but not as heavy as this. This is like primarily vegetables. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it is soupy. And uh, the coconut bases are, I think, I can't yes. speak for you, your favorite too? Yes, My I love the coconut too. bases. I was going to say, there's two types of bases that you can occasionally get. And one is, you often get coconut base. Yeah. And coconut base is always the choice to go with. Yeah. But, um, so I pay I, like 100 yen more for that yes. one. Yeah. I've also had peanut butter. Or peanut. Where? Peanut base. It, it Was that this in one that's over? No, it's in Osaka. It's oh. near, um, I went to see like a Banksy. Like yeah. uh uh, and I'm there's, sorry, yeah, no, it's not. It's like in, uh, it's in like the river. It's like on the, yeah, it's like some docks where a lot of people go over there to, um, like fish and stuff. It's not Dojima, but anyways, they, um, they had a, a soup curry place. I don't know the name of the soup curry place or anything, but, but yeah, they had a peanut and it was delicious. Yeah. And I made some at home and the best one I, I made was the one where I scooped a scoop of peanut butter in there and it came out good yes yeah. awesome yeah so cool. i'm not i'm not an expert though i'm trying i'm trying my hand at it yeah so I, curry man's like one of the things you gotta come to japan for i don't think it's still reached maybe there's one or two in california or new york or something you know but again even in japan you gotta kind of search out the good ones you can't yeah just go to your, so if you try curry here and you don't love it do your research you know yeah I, come to kanzai Kanzai, yep. yeah. Or I guarantee you're gonna find a good curry shop if you really do your research. Or you mm-hmm. get in the hip hop scene, or the reggae scene, or the used clothing scene, or any cool scene in Japan. Especially when you, you the know guys working there, they're gonna be eating curry. You know, you're at a good hip hop show, and there's like a curry you're, you're listening to music and like bobbing up and down, and you got like a handful of curry. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Matt and I have been there many times. It's a good sign, you know. But butter, actually, the one we talked about earlier, uh, they're kind of known for their shows that they do, and they'll serve curry at the shows, you know. So, yeah, man, I think we got an hour of curry. Um, I hope you try Japanese curry. Let us know what you think, what you know about Japanese curry. We're no experts for sure. We're still figuring it out. Um, we're excited about the music of this show. We oh. talked about last time who was going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are we doing uh, the same? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. You found so, the band, but it's probably the most exciting Japanese band I, I've heard in the last, I don't know, four years, three years. I've been listening to them all the time, and it's a group called Chameleon Lime Whoopie Pie. 
one more time. Chameleon, Chameleon lime, lime whoopie pie. pie. Yes. Right. And um, yeah, they're on Spotify. And um, I just happened to be like, I recently subscribed to Spotify. And I um, this is one of the first things I found. It's just the woman has a very unique look. She's got like, you know, orange hair, she bright orange hair. The artist, I wish I knew the name, who does the polka dots on Naoshima. The pumpkin polka dots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has like a younger, younger version of her. Yeah, style. she... I, at first I thought so there's a, a place in Namba that I go to in Osaka it's called uh, Copy House and it's like a clothing shop that where a bunch of artists get together and they do designer like they design their own clothes and stuff I want to take you there one day because it's just a really cool place and they're in a group called I think the Plastics or pla- a Plastic or something like that and so I thought it was them because the woman there is, is older she's in, in her like uh I don't know, 50s or so, and they're all in like their 50s, but they all do like these really cool nights of like, like bit tune music and stuff like that. And um, so I was kind of like thought, oh, I know these people, and I started listening to it, and I was like, no, I don't know these people, but this is amazing. And so uh, yeah, she's just got like this really cool like. It's kind of R&B, kind of hip-hop, kind of electronica, but then there's also oh, like this grunge, like garage kind of like. That? Phasers and stuff yeah. and that they do. Jet Set the Wawa guitar, Jet Set Radio kind of music. You know yeah. what that is? To me, some songs are Chico Amado esque. Yes. A little bit. Yes. Yeah, it is so awesome. Uh, they put so, out a lot of music. They're very active. So it feels like good time to be alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make Matt go to a concert with me in July to go see them. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know my Spotify, you know, at the end of the year, most listened to song is going to be this song. Yeah, so uh, we're going to hear La La La, which yeah. is uh, my favorite song by mm-hmm. them. Um, they got a couple other songs I really like. Uh, listen to Mole Dancer. Um, and uh, another one that I really like is called uh, Mad, Mad Doctor or something like that. Yeah. Oh no no, Crusher style. Crusher style is another good one. Yeah. So mold mold answer mold dance and Crusher style. You gotta listen to those two. Which one are we choosing? La la la. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's my favorite too. Yeah, it's definitely your favorite. Yeah. Is this the one you song. describe as Jesse Radio? Yes. What's the? There's one to me. This, it's this, Beastie Boys. That's the Beastie Boys one. The, yeah yeah. Crusher Crusher style oh, is Crusher like styles. Jet Set okay. Radio. La la la. Yeah. La 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 is the best my one. And it's very Beastie Boys very or Chibomato kind of esque. So. Yeah, it's totally awesome. Uh, I don't think they've blown up quite yet, no, but I think use. now, now it's now time. Now they're on yeah, but, uh, yeah. Everyone's gonna be going to Ace Spice yep. Beats. <laughs> you didn't say your donut shop review. Oh, okay. I gotta put that in another episode I'm, here. Uh, no, at the very end, only you know for what? The- this is a reunion. We're coming back. Japan 2.0 is back in action. And then you so, waited to the yeah. end after an hour. Listening you to waited Curry. this long. Listen you must to be this. a fan. You are a, a super fan. So I'm gonna tell you, there's a place. In Osaka, called Westwood Bakers, there you go. and Westwood Bakers always has a line out the door. That's why I've never talked about it because I didn't want people to blow up my spot. But it is the best place for Western food in Japan. They bacon they have pancakes. bacon and egg pancakes are the best. It's just like home. I'm a California guy. I like my diners. If you don't know Westwood's a cool neighborhood of California. I lived there. Well, I went to school there, I guess. And um, but. Uh, yeah, it's a great place. They have donuts. The donuts donuts are, are not regular. Saturday so if you Sunday don't want to wait in line, if you get there and there's a, there's not a line, mm-hmm. this is a tip. You just go in and get their donuts and Take come out. back another day. A lot of nice parks in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
95% of times I go there, I just get the donuts. Yeah. You can sit in, if you're lucky enough to get a seat, you can sit in and eat the donuts too. But again, if you don't wait an hour in line, now you're going to get bad looks, especially by the other foreigners. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a foreigner-heavy spot, you know? Yeah. Every time I go there now, I do see other non-Japanese people. It is and so I, busy right I think, now. I don't think they know the takeout thing, and there's not a lot of donuts. I waited over an hour to get in there. Last uh, time I was like, yeah. who cares? Now I could just say it. My spot's been blown up. Everybody knows yeah, about it. Let's make it. the line longer, I you know? I want the line to get longer. Now, again, if you're coming out here traveling here, probably you don't need to go there. Because it's us living here. We can't get bacon and pancakes. No, you know? no. So authentic ones. Um, so that, best donuts in Osaka. Yeah. I, you know, I, some of them, I think the coconut donut is my favorite there. And I think it's better than uh, the place in Tokyo. No, nah, nothing's better than good town. I'm sorry. I think the coconut donut I'm was sorry. the best in Japan, personally. I'm glad you feel that way. Before we go, curry. What's your favorite curry place in Japan? Is it? I get the feeling it's not a spice beats like me. I don't know. This was probably the best. Okay. That yeah. was the best. Good. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, answer. Yeah. Don't disappoint was the best. me. Um, I like the other place we went to the other day. We went to another cool place the other day. Uh, when you came out to Osaka, we were going to record an episode that day, and we didn't end up doing it because we just got so busy. Oh, Wat- Watanabe. Watanabe. They have yeah, a couple yeah. of locations. This it was wasn't a, as good. Ishiomeda. But the vibe was cool there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, every place has such cool vibes, you know, like, I mean, what do you, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. All right. Well, good. Come out to Japan, get your donuts, get your curry. I know that's the first thing you think of when you come. <laughs> donuts. And curry. don't forget about your chameleon lime whoopie pie. pie. Japan uh, 2.0 signature classic combo right there. That's right. Combo breaker. Yep. Until uh, next time. Six months later. No, no. Sooner than that.